Welcome to the Frame Your Way Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Brooke Jefferson. I'm a wife, mama to two, and full-time photographer and business coach. I created this podcast with the aspiring photographer in mind to bring you inspiring stories, strategies to help you go from zero to multiple figures, and tips and tricks to help you get one step closer to work-life harmony. Are you ready to frame your way to your dream career? Let's dive in. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of the Frame Your Way Photography Podcast. I'm Brooke, and I cannot believe that we have Kayla Locke from Locke Photography joining us today on the podcast. I originally came across Kayla from an Instagram friend. And she had been tagged. She had gotten her family photos done by Haley Faria. And most of you know that Haley was my very first mentor that I just had that photography crush, wanted to be like her, wanted to be in her presence. And she had photographed Kayla's family and then posted a picture of it and tagged her on Instagram. And that's when I first started following Kayla and I started watching her stories all the time. She's just such a fun human being to follow and to get to know. She's always bent over backwards and been super helpful. And I even took a mentorship with her, which you guys will hear about later in the show. And I'm just really excited that she has, you know, given us some of her valuable time to come on and talk about her journey for being a photographer. We touch on pricing, comparison issue. We get into um, investing in yourself and continuing your education as a photographer. And then what it's like to, to work with her, what a mentorship is. And so there's so much goodness in this episode and I can't wait for you guys to listen. So let's go ahead and dive in. Hey, Kayla, I'm so excited that you are finally on the Frame Your Way podcast. <laughs> Will you please introduce yourself to my listeners? Yes, um, I am Kayla Locke of Locke Photography, and I'm based here in um, Springfield, Missouri, and I've been doing photography for about four years, and it really just kind of happened whenever, it's like the, the typical story, kids came along and I wanted pictures of them, and I've always had a camera, like I like taking pictures of things and, um, and I always like to try and get kind of creative with it, but I never saw that as an outlet. And then it literally just kind of happened. Like sometimes I'm like, how did I get here? Like it's, it's just kind of a blur. It's wild how it, being a mom changes so many things. And I've got my husband, Adam, and two kids, Malin and Morgan, who are eight and almost six. And it's weird to have to like think about that now. Um, and then we got two dogs. We just live out kind of in the middle of nowhere, but next to my parents, which is nice. And um, we just like to have fun around here. We're spontaneous. We eat cereal a lot. And that's pretty much us in a nutshell. Movies and cereal. That's what we like. That is definitely you in a <laughs> nutshell. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it. Well, it's actually kind of cool to see how it all transpired. But what do you remember about the early days of when it wasn't a blur of like actually taking on sessions and getting paid to do what you did? What did it look like at that point? How'd you get clients? So in the beginning, it definitely was a lot of word of mouth. Um, I didn't start like a Facebook up right away. So it was definitely a lot of 
friends and family and then they would tell their friends and family and like the snowball just continued. And so then whenever I kind of noticed like, Hey, like maybe I need to kind of start charging for this, get a Facebook account. I did. Um, I think it's actually my sister helped me get it set up and got that set up. And then it kind of was, I was charging and I, mean, I, I kind of did what everybody's like charging $50 a session. Um, and looking back now, I kind of advise people not to do that. So it's kind of like funny, but um, that's what I started doing with particular session. And then um, it just kind of grew from there. Facebook really helped. And I always tell the girls, in my mentor sessions, like for growing locally, I feel like Facebook is more where it's at. Um, just because you can tag people, people see what their friends are getting tagged in and the whole sharing side of things. So that really helped propel um, getting my name out there locally was Facebook after I kind of started that and made sure I was tagging people. Um, but yeah, it did look a lot like family and friends in the beginning and then just $50 for a session and then Facebook got the ball rolling more. And then whenever it was, was kind of had this moment, like Adam and I were like, okay, like this is going somewhere. Um, I'm going to need to think about upping prices and getting some structure. Um, and so then I did, and then it just kind of, I never really knew that I had like a kind of is intellect the right word like business intellect like it just kind of started happening like where I was like um, I just realized like okay I can do this like this clicks I kind of know how to move forward with this I um, mean I never really was scared to raise my prices per se um, I mean it did make me nervous but I knew it needed to happen and I was just kind of like a mindset like if I work hard at this and if it's meant to be like everything's gonna work out but I have to value myself and my time because I mean I started this I was a stay-at-home mom for just a little bit of a time. And so I was kind of losing that time with my kids because of it, which in my head, like, okay, I need to value my time. I'm not spending with them. So um, it evolved quickly, but there in the beginning, it was the $50 sessions and friends and family. So I think it's crazy how almost everybody says $50. It's like, I know. Who, who came up with that? You know? I don't like, know. It's really horrible though. But I mean, at the same time, I get it. It's, it's so hard because I know that there's a starting point for everybody. Everybody has a starting line. Um, and the thing is though, is too many people nowadays are staying back at that certain like if they want it to be a hobby or something like that. But I just feel like if you're in it and you really want to make a career out of it or, or quit your full-time job, if it's like, if that's something you have in your mind, then it's really hard to crawl out of that cheap hole if you stay there longer. And so now my advice is like, pour into your education, pour into making yourself better, like really dive in. That way you can, you know, come out the gate running rather than, you know, a really, really slow build um, because it is hard. And then what happens is you start taking on so many clients and then you've got a lot of repeat clients and then you feel like you need to give those repeat client discounts and like for years. And so then it's like you build up that clientele. So it really comes to kind of like get you. Um, but it's really hard to see that in the moment. I didn't see it either. So it's like, I totally understand why people do it, but that's why I think investing in your education earlier is so good to hear from people that have been down that road because it can just help you from making those same mistakes. So I don't know who made the $50 comp, the $50 rule, but I feel like we all, <laughs> we all do it. We all did it. And I think too, sometimes maybe the age or the way that the economy is at the time kind of plays a role into that. And I know for yeah. sure location is one of those things. Like when I talk to my clients about, okay, well, what should my prices be? I do 
show them how do you make that healthy jump, but also how do you be smart about it? Because I can't sit you all down at the table and tell you you're all going to start charging this and everyone's going to book you because it oh, doesn't yeah. work that way. And I think a lot of people, you know, are looking for that. Well, what's everyone else charging? And you really can't look at it that way. No. But I also love that you talk about at some point, you're going to have to get out of the cheap hole and start mm -hmm. charging more, especially if you want this long term. And I think yeah. that's what people need to just like reevaluate, you know, where are you going with this? Is this truly just something that it's a hobby? You do like maybe one session a month and you just, whatever, that's just what you do. Or are you trying to make a career? And again, at some point you do wake up and realize, well, I guess if I'm in this for the long haul, I finally get why my mentor has told me for yeah. two years that I need to raise my prices. Yeah. And more so, I feel like there's, you know, there's a photographer for everybody and there's a client for everybody. There are some people out there that just want the $50 photographer. And I get that. Um, and I think sometimes we all forget that there's plenty of clients to go around and you just want to focus on the ones that you're getting. Who cares if Susie Sue over there is getting like $50 clients and she's booking these crazy cheap minis. You probably don't want those clients anyways. Um, so it's really just about like keeping, just narrowing your vision. Like, here's what I want. Here's what I need to focus on because there are, like I said, there are some people that want those $50 basic hobbyist photographers and that's fine. Um, the problem happens when there's people that want to take this to the next level, but they stay in that cheap hole too long and they're in the wrong realm of it. You know what I mean? Like they need to step out. And I mean, it can be so incredibly hard to do that. And you're right, it does, as far as pricing, it totally depends on where you're at. Whenever I'm doing my mentorships, whenever we get into pricing, I'm like, okay, where do you live? I need to know like kind of cost of living scenarios or like what is an average photographer there that's around your same like, um, uh, like your same photography type, like families, what, what's the average charging? Not to compare, but because I need an idea of what's normal for your area. So, it does matter because I remember I went to um, a workshop once and uh, some people from California, for instance, heard my prices and they were like, that's it. And I'm like, no, that's expensive for where I live. Like I, I could never, you know, if I, if I charge what you charge, it's going to put me into a whole new realm of people here, you know, like this kind of fits my ideal client. Um, so it really does matter what you charge or for where you're at and where you're wanting to go for how long you stay in that cheap hole, you know? Yeah, totally agree. And that would have been so reassuring to hear back when I was first starting. So some of you just heard a lot of gold that you should put in your pocket and remember. Yeah. So yeah. Um, the other thing that you brought up and is the perfect transition is talking about investing in ourselves. I think a lot of people, especially if they don't have any type of business background, um, or don't have a entrepreneurial spirit, like what does that look like? And then where are some of the first places you would have um, maybe a beginner photographer or really anybody looking for the next level? Um, what types of things should they be investing in? Hmm. Like at the beginning. So there's, I feel like now there's so many great resources out. To be honest, like when I started like four years ago or so, I don't feel like there was near as many resources out, but now there is, um, I know Unraveled Academy, they have amazing courses. I think there's another, Hello Storyteller, I think is another one. They have courses, Clickin' Moms. Um, and I'm just naming them all because they all have something different to offer. So they, and a lot of them have a good beginner's courses. I mean, they just have a range of, 
of everything. And I think that's a really good place to start. Um, but even if you can, and one-on-one -on -one mentoring is becoming so much more common now, that's a really great investment too. That one can be more expensive because obviously it's catered to you. It's one-on-one. -on -one. Um, but I, it's just, I have people that invested and they were like, I didn't realize how game changing this would be just to have this like one-on-one -on -one time, like just for me. And so, but it's hard. It's like, um, I kind of say like, whenever you start diving into your teaching, whenever you really get like a good mentorship or a good workshop, it's like, you wish you would have done it sooner. So it's just, it's one of those really hard leaps. I remember I bought a, um, um, it was a PDF about flowing with family sessions and like how to kind of get that flow and those different poses and everything. And I had bought it from another uh, photographer who was really into photography at the time. She's kind of gotten out of it. And it was really expensive for me at the time. And I was like, and I saved up and saved up. And then even whenever I finally saved up for it, I was like, I just don't know. Like if I, I just don't know if I can drop that amount of money on this, like that's, what if it's not worth it? You know what I mean? Like all these things. And then I did, and it completely like, it was like the starting block I needed to evolve into what I wanted to evolve in. It didn't give me everything that I use now, but it gave me that starting block to really take off. And it was so worth it. But um, there are so many options out now. So it's really just pick a place to start and then you'll start to see how important it is to invest in that. And you're going to get just more of the courage to invest in maybe bigger things but starting with like unraveled or click and moms or hello story those are really great places to start because they have so much to offer and they cover so many topics yeah there's definitely way more options now than there was when i first started you first started um even in the last year it's crazy to see all the things that have come out and so um i remember at the time and this is again going back to why I created a free re resource, which would be this podcast. Is I didn't have any of that. Like the closest thing that that I got, you know, was listening to other photographers, but then they evolved their podcast into like more of a generic thing or completely not even anything to do with photography. And so, you know, you kind of felt like your online mentors went a different direction. And so yeah. anyway, and so like today, like there's so many things, there's courses, there's podcasts, there's PDFs, there's, um, you know, hopping onto Instagram, like I did. And literally someone tagged you, you know, uh, Haley tagged you. And so I found you and then ended up booking a mentorship with you. And so, and for some of you, just again, I just want to break it down a little bit. So the mentorships that you guys buy, it's typically a one-on-one -on -one setting. And then there's different types. So you've got photographers who will teach you strictly business. You've got photographers who will teach you like posing and editing. And there's other ones who will do like the client experience. And so there's so many different types of mentorships that you can do. Um, and it's just finding that person that number one, probably has a teaching style that you're going to best relate with. And two, especially like for editing, finding someone obviously that makes sense for you that edits like you or that you aspire to edit like. So um, I did an editing mentorship with you and I just want you just to kind of talk about um, how you got started with that and what it's like to, uh, to book one of those with you. So um, I, I feel like every photographer has like that one thing that they're really strong at, um, whether it's posing, whether it's lighting, whether it's business or editing. And I feel like editing has always been one like, I will get so distracted just editing a picture 20 different ways <clears throat> and just learning what all these sliders do and how they affect each other. 
Um, and so it's always been a thing of mine. And then um, back in 2018, um, I just really kind of, I didn't know if I wanted to make a preset pack because um, I kind of wanted to do something different. And so I had this idea of doing these custom presets because what I had found was these preset packs, while they can be great, um, and I've learned this even more over the years, people from different locations, those are not gonna work as well for people in other locations. You know, you're shooting different colors, even your camera gear. Um, and so I really love the idea of doing the, those custom presets because I felt really confident in the fact that I could make presets for certain editing styles because I felt really comfortable with Lightroom and all the panels and how to create that and get those tones and those colors. And so I wanted to offer customized presets. Um, and so I had went to a workshop um, back in November of 2018. And um, I remember talking to Jody Lynn and uh, we kind of had some one-on-one -on -one time and I kind of told her my idea, my idea and she's like, you need to go for it. Um, and my friend Kate Boggs, I had told her about it too. And she's like, you, yeah, absolutely freaking need to go for it. You know, and so I was like, okay, like, cause at first I was like, maybe I'm crazy. I don't know. Like I haven't seen this done. And like, I just, I don't even know where to go. Cause sometimes whenever you see somebody else do it, you at least kind of have an idea of what to do. I'm like, I don't even know where to go from here. But also in my personality, I'm, I'm not afraid to be the first one to leap, but that doesn't mean I, I don't get nervous. Um, so I, after their encouragement, I got back home and really started working on it and started that up. So I did the custom presets with the one-on-one -on -one mentoring. I knew ahead of the, ahead of time, I did not want to sell presets without mentoring. Um, because if I'm going to work really hard to make these presets, I want to show people the best ways to use them because it was that constant thing I would hear of. I bought the presets and I can't get them to work for me. Um, and so I really wanted to help people be able to get these to work for them. I worked really hard on them. I want them to work for you. I want to show you how to get them to work. Um, and so that's when I started doing that. And I did like a one hour option only, I think at first. I don't think I offered the two hour at first. It's honestly such a blur. Um, but then I evolved and started doing the two hours so that we could do editing and then get into like more business stuff or back and stuff, workflow, anything, pretty much anything anybody wanted to ask me. Whenever I got to the point where I felt comfortable enough that I could give advice for that. Because it's definitely one thing I've learned is you'll hear all the questions, all the questions. And um, as far as editing goes, you'll, I did an editing mentorship this morning and, and the girl was very sensitive to red tones. And I had to know how to answer that. Like, even though I'm not seeing any bad red tones, I had to know how to tell her to fix that. Um, and so that's why I, I'm really glad I went with the presets and the custom and, or, and the mentoring so that I could help people with that one-on-one -on -one because we all see things a little bit different. So um, what it looks like whenever you take a mentorship with me, I'm actually right now kind of like restructuring them just to make them even better. But um, those one-on-ones, whether you do the one hour or the two hour, we get to hook up our computers so that people don't even have to be here, which is great. I've done mentorships with people in Africa, Thailand, Australia, Canada, everywhere. Um, and it's so cool. So we can just hook up our computers and um, they get to watch me edit on their pictures. And I think that's so important that it's on their photos. So it's using their camera gear. Certain camera gear pulls different tones and colors different. It's in their locations. Um, and just they get to see me do all that and take notes and all the things. And then if they do the two hour, then we have the first hour to talk about anything business they could possibly want to know from me. I'm a complete open book. I do portfolio reviews. Um, talk about how I go through workflow of a session, backend stuff, pretty much anything. So, um, but the editing is really what has my heart just because I, I love that. And I know it's such a big struggle for some people and it doesn't click 
as well for some people and, and that's fine. So I love being able to help people with that. So and Sorry, I'm, that was a lot of word vomit. No, you're good. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually jealous that editing is not one of my stronger points. I don't think it ever has been, but then again, on the flip side, people all the time are like, wow, I really wish I had like your strategy mindset and the marketing right? things you we come each up have with. Our own and, strength. Yes. Yeah. And so, and I love that it just the same way that we all have our own niche in photography, the one type of session that lights us up, same thing with our strengths and our weaknesses. And I, but I love that there's an opportunity to grow what we feel we're weak in. And that's why for me, like, I probably couldn't take enough editing mentorships, like, especially when it's not your strength. Yeah. I don't like, I don't retain it all or I change my mind or as the seasons got yes. me really, I could take mentorships probably year round. Um, and I probably still wouldn't be fully confident, yeah. but that, but again, like, that's just me. So and that's why I have like that Facebook group because I love having that. So all my mentees get added to a Facebook group. And I love that that's there because basically they can utilize me as much as they want. Um, the thing that hurts me most is whenever somebody struggles in silence and they don't reach out for help. But I have that Facebook group there for anybody that struggles because that's just it. You can take a mentorship at a certain time of year. And let's say that, you know, your images changed as the year went on. And now you're struggling with dead grass or now you're struggling with green or you had to move. Um, and now you're struggling with like you're, you moved to the beach, but you came, you know, from the Midwest, like that's so different. Um, and so I love having that just so people can ask questions and I can help give them specific things to try, like try these sliders, try these brushes. Um, let me help you all make a video, you know, anything like that. So I love having that because you're right. It's like it, it doesn't click for some people on the first try and it's going to take more work. And so I love having that where people can come and like still ask those questions. So it's more than just like an hour or two hour investment. It's like you get me even after too. So, and I yeah. love being able to do that. Which is super, super helpful and exciting. And that group is really helpful too. So I'm lucky to be a part of it. But the <laughs> other thing I was going to ask you was, you know, you are now on this education side of photography. And I'm curious to know, is that something that you always wanted to do or something that now that you found yourself on the other side of it I mean like what does that look like for you and maybe what are some pros and cons of having all these people <laughs> um I never saw myself being a photographer let alone teaching it <laughs> so I saw, like I said it's still sometimes I'm like how did I even get here I don't even know um how did I know that when I started photography back when I was struggling with editing that it was all going to end up clicking? I didn't know. It just, it just happened. And then it kind of evolved into um, me just wanting to help people. I'm I, Enneagram. I'm type eight. <laughs> I don't know if anybody on here does Enneagram. Are you into Enneagram? I don't remember. Yeah, I, I'm a two. Okay. Okay. Of course you are. You're so Of sweet. course I am. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm an eight, so I'm not as sweet, <laughs> but I just, I'm more, um, I'm blunt, I'm honest, and I, one of our type A key traits, and I hate to put myself in a box, because, you know, we all don't fit in just the box, you know, but um, we do like to help the quote-unquote underdog, and the underdog isn't meant to mean something, or somebody is not as good as me, or anything like that, it just means we like to help people, um, and so, like, whenever we see people struggling with anything, it doesn't matter, like, we just kind of like to help, and that is really embedded deep in me, so whenever I really caught on to um, editing or the business side of things. And I would see my friends that I, had, you know, become friends with in this community struggling. It's like, I want to help. <laughs> um, and so then I just did and, um, just kind of dove into it and fell in love with it. It's, 
I mean, I, and I love both. I love photographing families and I love teaching. And I think that's like my hardest thing now is like, I don't know which one I want to do more of. I love it. I love it both, but I will say it's busy. Um, for anybody that wants to get in teaching, you know, uh, already being in communication with clients is a lot of work. And then you add in mentees on top of it. And it's, it's a lot of communication on a bunch of different platforms. Um, and so it does get kind of crazy, but the important thing is that you love it, which I do, I absolutely love it. And also um, I feel like knowing or being good at saying no is important too, because you can easily overwhelm yourself and overwork yourself. And I'm honestly, I am very good at saying no, so I can set those boundaries. Um, but as far as getting into teaching, yeah, it's, it's a lot. And, and you, and you do have to realize people are investing a lot of money into you. I meant teaching since when has education ever been cheap, you know? So I mean, they're investing a lot of their hard earned money in me. So I need to be fully invested and absolutely love what I'm doing. And I think that's one thing you have to do too, whenever you get into teaching, it cannot just be about making extra money your heart really needs to be in it because when you're pouring into other people you it, it's a lot it's a lot and so um but I love it so well I'm glad yeah. to hear that and I do too I mean as a two we are named the helper yes that we're the teachers and the cheerleaders and all the things wrapped in yeah. one and it truly is like my heart and soul to, you know, to be that teacher and to be that guide and like to cheer, you know, to cheer people on to whatever their definition of success is. Yeah. And so when I get to see all of my um, social media internet friends doing the things that I aspire to do, it lights, you know, a fire in me because I would like to a year from today be able to do another episode saying, Hey, just a year ago, like I wanted to book, you know, mentorships where I get to sit down with people and talk about yeah. their business and all the things much like the podcast, but now tailored to you. So hopefully yeah. that'll be something by the end of this year that, you know, that, that I can offer in my own space. And That's awesome. But yeah, so it's really encouraging to hear from people that are not, I hate always saying that are above you or, or a little, yeah, I, try, yeah. I try to say that are a little ahead of where you want to be, you know? Yeah. Um, just because like you said, like, it's not that anyone's better than, it's just your journey looks a little different. The thing is we can all use improve. Everybody can get improvement in some areas. Even I could use improvement in some areas, you know? And I think that's another thing when you get into teaching is realizing like, just because you're teaching doesn't mean you can't also improve. Um, and so it's, it's never meant, whenever we say that, it's never meant to be like, they're lesser or they're right. not as, it's just like, you're, you're growing just like I did back then. Like I have been there. I, we, like I said, we all have our starting point. We have all been there. So it's never meant to be anything like that. Like, yeah, how it's now. Sure. you know, like you say that and you're like, I don't mean it like that. <laughs> yeah. I don't think very many people take offense to anything that is said, um, as far as that goes, but I just wanted to make sure too. So. Right. <laughs> Yeah, well, I am super pumped that I finally got you on here. I know you are such a busy person, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I hate when people say that to me. I know, I, I hate know. that. We're, we're just, we have a full plate, and we're blessed yeah. in what we do and stuff, but you know, like you said, our time's valuable, and it's hard to come by, like even for an hour for an interview, so this is super fun. Um, how can people come find you. And before you plug it, I also want to say she's going to give you her Instagram. And I highly suggest if you're not following her to go follow her. 
Um, yeah, it's just lock photography on Instagram, L O C K E period photography. And then Facebook, pretty sure it's just like facebook.com slash lock photography 417. Um, and yeah, you, I'm, if you ever have questions about mentorships or booking a session, like I'm an open book. I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. This was a yeah. lot of fun. Good. Yes. Thank you. I enjoyed it. If you haven't already and you are loving this podcast, would you take just a second and hit that subscribe button? This will automatically deliver new episodes to your phone every Thursday. And if you want to go above and beyond, I would love for you to leave an honest rating and review. This helps other photographers find the show and get the support they need. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll meet you back here next week.